Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rota, and I will be your host. And with me today, I have uh, Father Eli Geiske, is it? Uh, Geiske, yeah. Geiske, Geiske. Well, uh, Father Eli is the new pastor for our parishes. And so, uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're very thankful for you to have you here. And uh, yeah, we're excited for this for this new journey. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited. Very excited to be here. It was a great first weekend. Uh, it was an opportunity to meet a lot of people. Uh, and uh, so I really enjoyed that. That first weekend was, was a lot of fun. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, we're excited to you know have you here on the podcast. And we had our first staff meeting today, and yeah. it went pretty well. Yeah, nobody had pitchforks and torches and stuff, so that was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was good. And um, we took a week off from the podcast last week. So that was the that was actually the first week since we started that haven't done a podcast. And wow. um, so, somebody came up to me after mass and was like, Dan, are, are, are you still doing podcasts? And yep, we're still doing podcasts. So yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's impressive. Um, so yeah, um, we are we're excited to have you. Yeah. Um, would you mind opening us in a prayer? Sure, thanks. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for just the the grace to be here in back in Duluth and to be in these parishes. I pray for our parishioners and for all those who are um, in need of prayer. If there's any particular needs out there right now amongst our, our flock, we ask you, Lord, to just come to their aid, assist them, and, and be there for them. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the opportunity I have now to to meet these people and to, to serve them, and I ask you to open my heart to them and, and to your, your will as well, that we could be obedient to what you're calling us to. And pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Thanks, Father. Yeah. Um, well, today on uh, on the podcast, we just want to uh, we we're gonna do a little uh, kind of Q and A and get to know Father Eli. Great. So, I don't know if people were uh, were able to attend or watch uh, Mass this weekend. Father's homily he gave a uh, a little bit about himself. So we're gonna we're talking about some of that, but also maybe uh, diving a little deeper into uh, your journey as uh, just as a Catholic and. Uh, as a priest. Sure. Awesome. So, Great. Um, well, I guess, starting off, the easy ones. Uh, uh, where'd you grow up and what, you know, what's your family like and yeah, yeah, nice upbringing? Yeah. This is a nice softball. I like that. Um, so, yeah, I grew up uh, actually outside the Diocese of Duluth, as I mentioned this weekend, uh, down in Lindstrom, which is, um, it's actually close to Wisconsin. It's right on the Wisconsin border. So, uh, as I was telling some other people, you know, we, we had to work real hard to keep the Wisconsinites out. Uh, okay. Those Packer fans, there were a lot of Packer fans actually, had infiltrated Minnesota. And uh, so that was a challenge. No, um, but no, that was a dynamic growing up. Uh, the border battles were always big. Um, I went to Chicago Lakes High School, if anybody's ever gone down there for sports or anything. Played uh, on the um, the soccer team. I did cross country on a junior high and um, lived out in the country, actually moved out into the country when I was eight, I believe. Um, so my family, um, yeah, my dad grew up in Sock Center, so I have roots there. My mother was a military brat, so she was kind of going all over the place. Uh, her her father, my grandfather, was in the Navy, so um, it seems like every, there are five daughters in the family, so I have four aunts, and 
each of them was born in a different state, so it's kind of interesting. Oh wow! Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they they were married in Minnesota. Then uh, they started having kids. They moved to Lindstrom shortly thereafter. So we've been pretty much in Lindstrom or the the immediate area for the whole time I grew up. Um, two younger brothers, older sister, um, Heather and Jeff are my my sister and my brother-in-law. They have three boys. Then I have uh, brother Nathan, and Katie is his wife, and they have uh, a son. And then I have my youngest brother is engaged. So he'll actually be doing his wedding in January, so I'm excited for oh, that. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So, yeah, the four of us, uh, my sister and I, we were uh, kind of like the first two, and then there's a five-year gap between me and the next brother. So um, when they came along, it was kind of like, who are these guys getting into all my toys and bothering me all the time? And so it took me a while to, to become a good older brother. <laughs> first, I was just kind of like, you guys are just getting into trouble. So, But, uh, yeah, we grew up going to church every Sunday. Um, St. Bridget of Sweden was our parish. Actually, when I uh, was growing up, we would go to Forest Lake for a long time because that's where my parents initially lived. They were part of the charismatic renewal. Uh, so they would have, like, prayer groups over at the house. And so that was kind of my first experience of Catholicism was um, we went to Mass, but then there was also this group of people that would come over and sing and pr- read the scriptures and pray. And um, I don't really know what, what all they did because I was really young, but I just remember that. Um, and uh, later, they didn't do that as much. Um, they, when they came to St. Bridget's, there was a different dynamic there. But they, a lot of our friends were from the parish, so people that I grew up with were from the parish. And so um, my closest friend uh, growing up was our neighbor. And um, so we spent all the time together. Like every, every day in the summer, we'd get together and play baseball or go out in the woods or work on little projects together. So I uh, grew up, yeah, just kind of, I am kind of, a, I would say, a homebody at heart. like to stay at home, like to, uh, to, to be around um, family and friends and so forth. So um, when I went to college, it was kind of a big step for me to kind of socially uh, be more active and more aware of the bigger world. So, um, and I enjoyed that. It was great to go through that process. But growing up, I, I was pretty much like, hey, I want to just stay at home. I don't want to go to this thing or that thing. I didn't really, wasn't super involved in a lot of activities during, during my uh, younger years. So, um, let's see, is there anything, big points I missed? Yeah, I don't know. Any other questions on that? Or did I cover what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that was good. Um, and then, so so going going to college, you came here, right? Yeah, to UMD? Right. Yep, went to UMD, uh, Bulldogs, went to uh, study engineering. So at that time, the electrical computer engineering was the, the degree. I think now it's just a double E, electrical engineering. So my sister had transferred actually up here from River Falls, Wisconsin. She had gone to River Falls, started to do education, and then she switched to outdoor education, which they had up here at Duluth. So... Um, I came, looked at the campus, liked it, was looking at engineering. They had lots of engineering options. Um, my dad was an electrical engineer, so that was kind of part of it. It's like, yeah. I like I like what he does. At that time, I was kind of into math and science and computers, and um, I thought that that was going to be interesting, and it was. I liked it. I, I enjoyed studying there. Um, had some really good friends that I developed through that process. Um wasn't super involved with the, the Catholic community on campus other than I went to Mass. They had Mass in the ballroom on Sunday mornings, and that's usually the Mass I went to. And then they had a Thursday night dinner, uh, I think, which they maybe still do. Uh, uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, 
So that was a thing. At the time, it was Father Dale now um, who was there as the priest. I don't, I think it wasn't the only thing that he did, though. He worked at the chancery, and I think he also might have been pastor at the cathedral. I'm not really sure, or or um, I guess I should say rector would be the technical term. Um, I don't know. He went there a couple times, and I can't remember what all he was doing. So it was kind of funny, because then when I got assigned as a priest for my first time as pastorate, this is kind of a sidetrack, um, he was the pastor that I followed out in Crosby. So that was kind of interesting. Like this man who had been kind of the face of Catholicism here in Duluth. Yeah. And then I followed him out there. So that was kind of interesting, bizarre, and yeah, just kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I was on campus, um, lived on campus first year. The second year I was in the apartments. And then the third year I moved into a house with some guys who I knew. So yeah. Yeah. So nice. Pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, what did you, what did you want to do? Like before, uh, before seminary kind of came into mm -hmm. the picture in the priesthood, yeah. like yeah. what, uh, was there anything like specific you wanted to do with, yeah. uh, the engineering yeah. degree? Not really. I just wanted to be an engineer. Okay. Uh, I, I thought, uh, I thought I wasn't that good at working with people. So I thought office <laughs> job where I'm just kind of the nerd in the background would be ideal for me as it worked turns out apparently i have to work with people all the time because now that's what i do but um at the time that that was attractive to me um i think as i matured in college i enjoyed interactions with people more and more yeah. and um i took a job uh one summer to go it was after hurricane katrina down in the gulf coast i went down there and kind of helped run basically a mission trip for high school students they would come to our site every year or every week a different group would come and uh, i had a blast that summer it was a ecumenical group it wasn't a catholic group um they were called youth works most of the time what they do is paint houses uh, but after katrina they they kind of did some extra stuff so we did a lot of cleanup and everything i didn't find that super interesting but the interactions with the students that came and the adult leaders that came i found that very interesting and uh just doing something for others, doing something that related to our faith, having the faith as a part of it, all of that I found very interesting and fascinating. I was also going through, at that time, I would say, a conversion, a deeper conversion to Catholicism, an understanding of what our faith does for us and and how to live it out more fully. Um, that kind of started during my years, uh, the later years at UMD. But um, yeah, so through that process, I came to be open to the possibility of priesthood as i kind of talked about on yeah. on the weekend so yeah nice and when did you what year did you graduate from umd uh 2007 so okay i was there for five years yeah okay so, yep and then i went to the seminary right after that in the fall so okay. 2007 yep. i started down at at uh, st john vianney so yeah i guess what was the yeah i, I always tell people i wanted to become more catholic and live as a Catholic, and that's what started the possibility of priesthood. It wasn't I didn't start out to be a priest. I didn't start out to be a seminarian. It was through that call of being a Catholic that I eventually heard the voice of call to, to discern priesthood. So, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I I guess that makes sense because, like, the more that I guess the like you are, or God like reveals Himself to you, the more like clear. The, the better you can hear him and mm -hmm. the yeah. easier it is to follow him, I yeah. guess. Yeah, hopefully hopefully that's true for all of us that as we go deeper in our faith, understand our faith more, practice our faith more, have a deeper prayer life, you know, go 
to receive the sacraments of you know uh, reconciliation, go to mass. Hopefully, um, hopefully through that process we come closer to the Lord, and then we can, like you say, hear Him more clearly. And that was definitely my experience. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, I graduated from UMD in four and a half years. So, so oh I, wow, you beat me by a semester. Just beat you. Uh, what was your degree again? Uh, organizational management. Oh, yeah, it was kind of a cool. roller coaster to get there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you try a different few majors before? Uh, yeah, I went into college undecided, which I don't. Was a, that wasn't the, a very smart idea, but I just you know I was just you just go to college. That's yeah. what you do. So, yeah, yeah. but then I was uh, international studies for a while, and then uh, uh, economics, and then got to organizational management cool. eventually. Sure. Yeah. So. It's interesting, isn't it, how God kind of, it's like the bowling ball going down the the uh, aisle there, except you got the bumpers that kind of keep you on track. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's funny because my dad, like when I was in high school and looking at colleges, my dad was like, I think you should go to school for business, like for, 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 for management, because he's a, he's a business guy. And, sure, I, was like, sure. and I was just like, no, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. <laughs> and then I, you know, eventually find that anyways. So, <laughs> which looking back is like, I should have just listened to my dad. I mean, we're the same. We're like, I'm a carbon copy of him. So I don't sure. know why I, I <laughs> didn't, funny. but, um, but yeah, so it, it, it is, I think it is, I mean, it's so, it's, uh, it's great to like, look back at that and be like, no, like God knew what he was doing, yeah. you know? And yeah. like he, he knew my heart and he knew my mind mm-hmm. and, he, he he brought me there kind of painfully but he brought me there you yeah, know? yeah sometimes we gotta suffer a little bit on our own account yeah <laughs> yeah um so when you when you went to seminary where you it was then six years yeah six years so two years at st thomas uh, at the minor seminary so typically you probably heard this before but uh if you join the seminary you need a college degree um if you have a college degree, then you would do what's called the pre-theology track, where you just basically take philosophy credits enough to start theology. Um, some guys will transfer in, and so they kind of are like a in-between guy. Like they might have enough credits where they can do a philosophy degree. Um, I had a because I had a full degree, everything transferred. I actually got a philosophy degree, although I wasn't that wasn't the main goal. The main goal was to just take these classes so that I could go on to theology. Sure, like pre pre requisites then basically basically. yeah yeah so the church kind of has a list of like types of classes that you need um to to go forward and for me i think the philosophy was interesting i by the time i finished i was starting to understand philosophy i enjoyed it um but when i got there it was like what are we doing like i had a, a roommate in college who was a philosophy major and all i ever remember is that he played world of warcraft all through the night and would like get up like at lunchtime and then play this game and then he'd be up all night and then I would be by the time I got up he'd be leave, he'd be and going to class he'd be just getting to bed so that's I thought philosophers were lazy and yeah. that, they, that they didn't work and that they got an easy grade or whatever that's what I thought but um, I found I found it to be interesting but it was a challenge for me to switch from engineering to to philosophy uh, what I really enjoyed about the seminary was the brotherhood that I entered into, the relationships, um, obviously having more regular prayer, daily mass, um, regular confession, regular spiritual nourishment. So all of that I found very enriching and, and exciting. And um, at, at St. John Vianney, my rector at the time was Father Bill Bear, who has since passed away. He, um, he was very strong on human formation, which is basically just becoming a person that's well-balanced and... Uh, so, you know, guys come to the seminary uh, from all different places, but 
for me, coming from college, I still needed some human information. So it was a really good place for me to get that. Um, even though I was in with like the 18 year olds who are just fresh in, into college, fresh, true freshmen in college. So it was an interesting place for me because I was there kind of thinking, gosh, I'm in college again with these guys. I'm living in the dorm again with these guys. And, but, um, it was, it was good. It was good for me. Good formation. Um, it was a good way for me to kind of see like, do I really want to do this? Am I really called to this? And none of those things were like obstacles to me. I, I kind of embraced it all and, and found it to be, um, something that I was very open to, so. Nice, and then from that, you went to Rome, correct? That's right, yeah, so after completing your philosophy studies, you go on to theology, which is called the major seminary. So there's major seminaries in different places. We have St. Paul Seminary here, at also at St. Thomas. People get confused, because there's actually two seminaries there. There's the minor seminary, which is St. John Vianney, and St. Paul Seminary, which is the major seminary. They're both on the same campus, but they're on opposite ends. Sometimes people think that's the same thing, but it's not. Um, there's other seminaries here in um, in our country. Um, at the time, we had Bishop Schnur, who was the bishop here, and he kind of asked a lot of guys to go to Rome. So he, he asked me to go to Rome, and I didn't have a great reason. I, did, I was a little resistant, actually. I was not really wanting to go that far away. I thought um, there's a place called St. Meinrad in Indiana that was like where the monks live. It's a Benedictine monastery, and they also have a seminary. I thought, that's great. That sounds quiet. It sounds really prayerful. Uh, I don't know what monks do, but I would like to know. So I was kind of wanting to go there, but he's, he kind of encouraged me to go to Rome and basically said, I think you should, I think you would do well. I think you should go there. So eventually I did. Um, and I found it to be a great experience, uh, really a great experience of the universal church, studying with people from all over the world, um, very different backgrounds. So I studied at the Angelicum. So in Rome, there's the colleges, which is where you live. It's kind of confusing because when they say college over there, that means where you live, not where you go to school. University is where you go to school. So um, uh, I studied at the University of St. Thomas uh, in the city over there and um, studied in English, which I was very grateful for. I think <laughs> if I would have had to study in Italian, I don't know what would have happened, but um, Bishop Schneider gave us the choice. We could study either at the Ange or at the Greg, which is where Father Ryan actually studied uh, the Gregorian, which is run by the Jesuits. I studied at the St. Thomas where they do uh, the Dominicans. So a lot more information than you were asking for, but I went to Rome, studied, uh, loved it, loved the churches were beautiful over there. So impressed by them. I would go around some days on when we had a day off, I would just like walk around and go to churches because there's so, so many and so, so different but all yet so very beautiful so um yeah by my third year of seminary so my after my first year of theology i was pretty much feeling like i'm called to be a priest unless the church says otherwise i will continue down this path so yeah yeah that's awesome yeah uh what was uh, this might be a difficult question but what was your favorite church in rome Hmm. besides i'm going to Qualify. Besides the four basilicas, which I, I love the four major basilicas, Mary Major, St. Paul Outside the Walls, St. Saint, uh, John Lateran, and St. Peter's, which is probably the one that most people are familiar with because that's where the Pope lives right now. Um, there's a, a church kind of in the heart of the city called uh, Santa Maria Sopra Minerva, which means uh, the Church of Mary over Minerva. It was over a, a pagan temple to yeah. Minerva, apparently. Um and uh, that was a, a Gothic church, which is a type of architecture. 
Um, so if you think of Notre Dame or Notre Dame, which is in Paris, um, there's lots of Gothic architecture in France. In Italy, at least in southern Italy, where Rome is, it's mostly Baroque, which is another type of architecture, which is kind of um, more, uh, what's the word? It's just a little bit more like, wow, like very ornate, very um, lots of statues, lots of um, marble and everything. And I like all that. That's great. But I, Gothic is a little bit more toned down, and it's also got more, they kind of focus on the stained glass, which I always love. So, um, so I would say that was probably my favorite church. Nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah, there's so many churches there. I, I was there for a week. Oh. A couple of years ago. Okay. And it was just like. What was, was, the, what was the occasion? Uh, it was a pilgrimage. So. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it was when I was. Uh, working for focus we went we, we, we went there on a it was nice. a spring break trip so sure, it was, sure. went there with a bunch of uh, uh college kids yeah yeah so wow that's awesome what did you guys do there uh we um in the mornings we volunteered with the uh, sisters of charity oh, which yeah. is which yeah. is awesome yeah. so that's mother Teresa's order yeah um so we yeah we just kind of served um, served with them. Um, which house because one of my uh, two of my apostles were the sisters okay there is so Were you by the Vatican? Um, I I did not go. So some some of our people went to the one oh, by the oh, Vatican. I, see, I, see, I, okay. I didn't. I went to the one that was over more towards like Saint John Lateran, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like kind of uh, Circus Maximus, Maximus in that area. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's yep. San Gregorio, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I went to that one, and um, yeah, it was it was it was awesome. Like that was actually one of the most powerful parts was just being with the yeah. sisters. Oh yeah, you they're, know they're incredible. Like they're incredible. Go, seeing the like the churches and going to the different places was awesome. Yeah. But hanging out with those sisters yeah, was yeah. just like, oh my gosh! Yeah. Seeing <laughs> I, the work that they do, yeah, you're super impressed. Yeah, they're 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 awesome. Yeah. Um, and then we went to a CC one day. Okay. Which was yeah, that's cool too. It was not enough time. Yeah, yeah, but too it was much awesome. to soak up. But yeah, you could. I mean, I was there for four years in Italy, and there's there's so much to soak up. You you just can't get it all in. So, but it's it's uh, definitely a definitely a cool place to visit and. Living there was great. I was ready to come home by the time I was oh, four I'm years. Sure. I was like, yeah, Italy's beautiful. They have a beautiful lifestyle. Uh, I'm a little bit American in the sense that I like efficiency. I like uh, convenience, um, which they don't, there's not high priorities for the Italians, I find. So, yeah. yeah. But it was good. It was a good experience, good stretch for me. So, yeah. Um, kind of changing topic a little yeah, bit, yeah. but... Um, what uh what is your favorite thing about the catholic faith yeah hmm. the catholic faith just just in general i would say um i've always been drawn to the true so uh you've probably heard i think benedict uh, pope benedict the 16th talked about this often the three transcendentals have you ever talked about that on the with Father Ryan, perhaps? Um, we, we, we haven't, actually. Okay. So the good, the true, and the beautiful are three transcendentals. What is a transcendental? It's just this idea that we transcend. It, it It's kind of like most of the time in life, we're sort of, we have our eyes down. We're focusing on the things that are in front of us because we need to, right? Uh, the transcendentals raise our gaze up to see something outside of our normal experience, help us to see, in a sense, to see God. And I love that our faith as Catholics looks for that in the not just in the just in church but in every aspect of our lives so when we're living truly as catholics 
it affects everything that we do. Um, you know, the work that we do, the, the way we do our work, the way we interact with other people. So I love that our faith is not this little compartment that we pull out the box every Sunday or Saturday night and look at it and say, this is great, we have this little Catholic thing. It's actually this thing, when we live it fully, that it encompasses our whole life. And I love that aspect. And I think that's why I was okay living as a priest or living more as a Catholic is because I'm like, wow, this is so cool that it it just, when we live it out, it, it becomes part of my daily life. It's not something that... Um, that I just pull up from time to time. So that's, I guess, if I had to answer, that's that's what I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, maybe one or two more questions here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, this weekend you said uh, some of your hobbies are, um, you said at least some of that I re- remember are hiking, mm-hmm. and then uh, you like uh, playing cards. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also reading. Yeah. So maybe what's your like favorite hmm. hike, card game, and book? Yeah. Wow. So hiking. I, I like hiking because it's something that I can do um, and I don't have to do a lot of prep. You know, like if you're going to go for a bike ride, you got to get all the gear out. You got to find a place to go and then you bike. Hiking, you can just like, as a priest, you can just like go out the front door and walk through a neighborhood and you can pray the rosary. You can call somebody. So I like the fact that I can kind of do th- two things at once or maybe three things or whatever. And I'm all, I'm, it's a good time to think if there's, if there's things to pray about or things that are I need to wrestle with as a, as a priest or as a pastor. Like, what am I going to do about this? For me, that's kind of a processing time. I find that when I like bike or, or run or do other things, it's a little bit harder to focus on that. So I think that's why it's become something that I really enjoy. It's a good release for me. Um, favorite hike? Hmm. I don't know. I've, I've done a little bit of the Superior Hiking Trail. Actually, okay. up where the sisters um, go on retreat up near Finland. Okay. There's a spot. I can't remember what the trail was, but it, it was breathtakingly beautiful when I went up there. Uh, went up there with a guy uh, maybe three, four years ago. Well, probably longer than that. Five years ago, probably. Um, and uh, so Superior Hiking Trail is nice. North Shore area. There's some good hikes. Um. Yeah. Cards. Is that what the yep. next one was? Card game. Card game. Favorite card game? Hmm. There's so many good ones. Growing up, the classic at my uh, my dad's side of the family, and then became the mom's my mom's side of the family as well. We would play five hundred, which is you have a partner. There's four people. You have a partner, and you're you're basically uh, making bids and then trying to take tricks. There's ten tricks and. Um, if you don't know that lingo, that's fine. But um, it's it's a fun game. It's something you can if, if you're a good card player, you, you'll enjoy it. If you're not that great, you can still enjoy it because there's enough luck involved that it's not sure like a game like bridge. You have to really know really well. You have to be a really good player. This is like a step down from bridge, um, where you if, if you're not that good, you can still get lucky, kind of thing. I think. Um I think my family does play that game. Okay, all right. 500. Uh, you guys call it something different sometimes? Uh, no, I think it's called 500. I mean, my uncles might have, like, uh, another name for sure, it that sure. probably shouldn't be said out loud. So, yeah, uh, yeah, of <laughs> course, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think, I think, uh, but they only play it at specific times. So, sure. like, when we go to, like, like deer hunting camp yeah, yeah, is, like, exactly, yeah. is, like, one of that, yeah. that's one of the big times. So, I don't play it often. Yeah. 
but the more i mean i play it like once a year yeah, <laughs> or yeah. one one weekend a year sure yeah. um but yeah that's yeah. a fun one no the uh, another good one is euchre I, I haven't played that one as much growing up but when i was in college and later i kind of played it that's like a a, a michigan game isn't it that's what people say it's like a, a youper or a michigan game um yeah. i've encountered it here too but yeah okay um yeah so I, I like most card games um if they have a little strategy i'm not a big like poker guy okay um uh, yeah so nice and then um last one uh what's your favorite book oh. and i'll give you i'll give you um you can do like a theo- theological faith book and then uh, like a novel okay okay hmm well let me start with the novel one uh and so I'm going to do a series. Is that okay? Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, uh, there. Have you ever seen the movie Master and Commander? I have not. Okay. It's kind of an older movie. Russell Crowe. Um, basically, it takes t- takes place during the Napoleonic Wars. Okay. So the Napoleonic Wars were a big war between France and its allies and England and its allies. And so this uh, novel series is about an English captain of a ship and his friend who's a physician on the ship and they kind of go on various voyages and kind of engage in battles um and i'm trying to think of who the author author's name is right now that's bad um <laughs> but it's it's um it's there's probably like i think there's 24 complete stories or books volumes or whatever you want to call them and then there's a 25th that he was writing and then he died um oh, patrick o'brien that's his okay. name he's the author and I don't know what the series is called, if it's just called Master and Commander, because I think that's the first one. Okay. Um, but yeah, each, each one has a different title, but basically it follows these guys. I love history. I love um, military history in particular. Um, I wasn't so, so drawn to this, per, like ships and Navy and stuff. I, I found that interesting, but it was just, I like that time period too. The Napoleonic Wars are kind of interesting for me. Um, so anyway, favorite no- novel series. There's lots of others like I love the Lord of the Rings. There's you know other other ones that I would say are good too. Theological work, hmm. Um, hmm. Are you familiar with Saint Francis de Sales? I am. Okay, so he has some good ones. Um, I I liked reading his stuff. Um, yeah, th- there's I love Pope Benedict's um, books. Um, I also love John Henry Newman. I'm trying to think of what would be most influential for me. Maybe the the one that I would point to is Development of Christian Doctrine by by Henry Newman. So Cardinal Newman was a convert, um, actually pretty late, relatively late in life, convert to Catholicism, became a, a priest. He was an Anglican priest, but he lived as a celibate. So when he became Catholic, he eventually became a priest, um, wrote a lot extensively, was alive during the Vatican I Council. Um okay. And this book, Development of Christian Doctrine, he actually started writing as an attempt to basically show that Anglicanism is the true church. It's kind of the what he would call the via media, so the middle road between the extremism of Catholicism, which he thought was, you know, too popish and too conservative and too uh, gone into mystery and uh, all that stuff, and on the other side, Protestantism, which would be like Luther and Zwingli and all those guys who kind of uh, turned away from from the church. So, um, so I find him a very fascinating character, and he's very uh, very much a, 
a smart guy too. So I, 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 for me, that book that he wrote during that time was actually the part of the reason why he converted as he was researching it and writing it and praying about it. Um, he became Catholic. So yeah, um, and he's on his on his way to sainthood now. He is a saint. Yeah. Right. Well, is, is 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 he now a saint or is he blessed? I, I guess he's I don't. Blessed, but then he was uh, made a saint. I think last year or two okay, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's recent anyway. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah, I, that's great. Yeah. And I know um, I haven't I haven't dove into a lot to like too much of his stuff, but I know like he had a like basically because of him the Catholic Church had like a revival in England. Yes, exactly. The the, so the like, Oxford movement. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like G.K. Chesterton and yeah. I mean I mean Tolkien, Lewis, yeah. like I mean Christianity, I guess. I guess I guess like Anglicanism is was was and I guess is still big over there. But yeah. Yeah. like yeah. uh like Catholicism, he kind of brought a revival to it. Right, so. right. Especially to the academic world. because um, he was a big figure on in Oxford and yeah. uh taught there and so yeah, so there's some pretty big hitters when it comes to theology and that sort of thing that uh, come come onto that movement. So. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Father, for your time. Yeah, this was great. I, we must have gone longer than I thought we were going to go. Uh, we went. Uh, we went 34 minutes. 34. Wow, that's impressive. So you're really good at this, Daniel. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I, I've had some practice. Yeah, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank thank you again and. Uh, Welcome again to our parishes, and we are we're happy to have you. And um, thank you all for listening back home. And uh, we will talk to you later. All right, great.